Hey everyone and welcome to the TYM Influencers Podcast where we are focused on people of influence in the kingdom of God and the TYM family as well as the process of elevating you to a place of kingdom influence. And so I'm here with a familiar face, a familiar voice, Brooks Till, our Youth Alive missionary. And we just wanted to designate a podcast, a session specifically to the Ministry of Youth Alive, Yes, your role, your assignment, uh, in hopes of giving the TYM family a little deeper understanding of what you're here to help them with, Yep. Uh, to maybe give some instruction on how to engage with local schools better, and just a, a chance to hear your heart. So yeah. I'm looking forward to just talking about it. Absolutely, me too. I know you've talked about it on platforms, you, you've shared yeah. about it in videos, uh, but this might be a, an even better way of talking about it because we can kind of deviate yeah. from the short windows and just kind of dive Absolutely. in. Absolutely. So just to get us started, because some that are listening or watching may not um, be as well-versed, can you just give a quick definition of Youth Alive and maybe some of the important elements of it? Yes. I mean, when I first came into it, you know, you talk about, obviously, well, Youth Alive is a school ministry. No, Youth Alive's main purpose is to connect the local church with their local school. Yeah. And specifically with ours, it's middle schools and high schools right. across the state. And so we do that through, one, the pastor, the youth pastor, and uh, any leaders you have, yeah. any influences you have in, in your church. But all that is driven by the student. We want to empower the student to live out the call that God has placed on their life every day at school and away from school. Yeah. But mainly at school, uh, a place where... In many arenas, they say the Lord does not belong, or okay. they've tried to, in their eyes, they, they they think they've taken him away. Right. But as we got into this, you know that they can never take away the things of God anywhere. So its main purpose is to empower your students to live out the call that God's placed in their life before they go to college. Right. Or don't go to college. Right. Um. And this is kind of a morbid thing to think about, but there are, are students who never even see their last day of high school. And so that's a – we can really, really get deep with that, but it's all about you getting moving. If you're going to affect your community, you got to go where they're at. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity for you to go where they're at and to love people into the kingdom of God. So. So what are some of the primary functions, like the things that Youth Alive does, the parts of the program, yeah. if you will, that, that help accomplish this? And we can we call it a program. It's a great program. Yeah. If you wanna if you wanna if you wanna call it like that, sometimes program gets a bad name, but it is a program and it's a great program. We do that through different things like school assemblies. Okay. Where we'll go in, we'll give a message of hope and hopefully be able to point them back to your church right? Uh, for you to do the rest of, rest of that. Um, campus clubs, that's, a, that's another big thing. A campus club essentially is a little church inside of the school. It's where a group I of students it. come together. They, they do exactly what you do at church. Yeah. A lot of mornings they'll come together and they'll eat. You know, they may not be eating sister seat savers macaroni and cheese, but, <laughs> you know, they may be eating a bag of ruffles, you right. know. 
and and a Coke or or somebody's dad might pick up a bag of biscuits to bring to the rest of the group, but they come together, they fellowship, and they have a time devoted to the one. Some of them even sing songs. Okay. They, they fill a classroom uh, with worship. One of the students get up, they run they run the club, they run the church, they pastor the church. Yeah, come on, and their and, school. And their school, and they see about they see about others around them. So that's a big thing. The school assemblies and the and the clubs are are big things. But there's other ways for uh, for you to get a part. You know, we have some people, um, kids. They don't. They're not necessarily pastoring a youth. They may be pastoring another club, like a maybe an FCA or a or a Students yeah. for Christ. Uh, I don't care what you call it, but they're in the school and they're doing exactly what they need to be doing, running ministry. Some churches they'll go and they have a they have a ministry in the school where they feed teachers. Yeah. Or uh, some of our churches, they have backpack ministries. And, Jeremy, I, I, not to get dive into statistics right off the bat, but I, but I am a little bit. There are kids going to our schools that when they eat at school, that's the only time they eat. Right. Um, that is a tragic truth. It, it, it is. And so on, the, on, the, on Fridays when they leave, we have churches that actually uh, pack up boxes of food and send it with these students home so they'll have something to eat. For the weekend, so that's that's uh, a way to do that. Prayer zone partners is is a big thing where we get people in the community just praying for churches, or you for know, schools for schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, and and they'll, you know, you, you say, well, I can't go into a school. What? What? You can get up every day. You can hit your knees and you can pray for the schools around you. So we we do that, and 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 youth live is is goes just beyond those those three areas. If you think it and it's and it's legal for you to do, that can be youth life. Yeah. So um, youth life is a lot of different things. Right. And uh, and and we're actually pulling something new every day. Yeah. So, well, I um, you you said the legal part, and um, I I I automatically go to the fact that youth alive helps create a relationship. It does with the leadership of your local schools. Uh, and out of that relationship, you are hopefully given access and opportunity. Yep. Um, why do you think it's so important for a local church to be engaged with the schools and their community? Because if the church isn't an influence in the school's life, I mean, if we don't do it as the church, yeah. then the world's going to do it every time. Right. And if we're saying we're a ministry, well, a ministry goes beyond four walls. Yeah. I think every church should be involved uh, not only in their communities, but specifically with the students. Uh, 94% of students will come to know Jesus before their senior year. Right. After that, if you don't have them, the, the, the chances of them finding it are very, very slim. Yeah, 94% of people become a Christian if they're going to before they graduate high school. Or the seeds were planted in some yeah, way, I got you. shape, yeah. or form. Wow. So I, I look at the local church engaging with the schools as a big-picture kingdom mindset. Number right. one, you are wanting to shift the culture of your community. Yes. Uh Obviously, student culture, youth, children's culture needs to be influenced by the right. presence of God, the person of Jesus. But then I think about 
as a local church, you're not just responsible for the present of a community. You're right. responsible for the future. Right. And a certain percentage of those kids are going to graduate and they're going to go to college and they're going to leave town. But especially if you are in a rural community, a certain percentage of them are going to stay there. They're going to be your business owners. Yes. They're going to be your... Policemen. They're, they're going to be your receptionist at the front desk when you go to the dentist. Yes. They're going to be the ones that pick up your trash, the ones that deliver your mail. They're going to be the ones that make the decisions on your taxes. Yes. I mean, these are the ones that are going to... and They're going to take care of you. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to come to your church on Easter Sunday with their families. They're going to be the ones, hopefully, that stay. By engaging with the local school as a church, you are investing in the culture of your yeah, community Absolutely, in the future. And if there are things in your community you don't love right now, what better place to really engage than the school system? So even though you might not see instant change in the community if you play the long game, those kids, influenced by God, influenced by your church, go into the community and change the temperature of a community. Absolutely. At least that's the possibility. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the kingdom works its way through the whole batch. You know, it's yeah, a little, absolutely. little bit of yeast that works its way. Yes. So um, you're talking about ministering to kids. Um, you, you've referenced a couple of points, the 94%. You, you've referenced kids not necessarily having stuff to eat. Um, you're involved in schools all across the state. Uh, you're certainly re- well connected with our youth pastors. So what are a couple of big issues that students are facing right now? I think the number one issue right now is identity. Okay. And when I say that, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about um, identity as in uh, like where I'm at in the, in, in, in talk about God's will or yeah, I'm talking about, Kids literally, they physically don't know who they are. Yeah, I got you. So on the on the so front end, on that, yeah, you know, kids, we know what they are. Physically, God makes us who we are. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to get into the details of that, but but you are but talking you, about your reference and gender confusion, gender uh, confusion, sexual orientation, right, right. all that. You know, they don't know they don't know who they are. I mean, we got boys that don't know if they're right. If they're a boy or a girl, right now, where did that come from? That came from that worldly influence, and that goes back to the importance of churches maybe introducing them to the Word of God, where the Word tells us who we are. Yeah. Um, what what, what were some? Uh, of course, that's such a blatant identity issue. Mm-hmm. You know, can you maybe expound on other areas where identity is eroded, like what you're seeing in kids? Like, what does that mean, big picture, beyond the gender challenges? I think also kids don't know who they are because, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not browbeating the church. I'm not trying to say this, but a lot of times we put this younger generation so down. Yeah. We tell them that they're, in a lot of ways, no good. Mm-hmm. A lot of times students, they get, they get the hand-me-downs. Yeah. Um. And they feel second rate. Yeah. You know, generations before them, yeah, it was different. You know, people people may have worked harder physically, but this is the so this is the most intelligent generation that's ever walked the oh, earth. God. They're so They're entrepreneurial. So smart. They 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 work with their mind. Yes. And so, um, 
Let me pause on that because yeah. one thing that I admire and love about this generation, and it's in millennials too, you know, uh, is the willingness to figure out a way to generate revenue and money and and not like in a creative, unique um, way of doing it. Um, this is going to sound like a slam. Just because they're not nine to five in it right. doesn't mean they aren't working hard. Right. You know, it's their version of work and and the way they pursue um, things economically is just different because they're, they came up in a different world. I mean, let's just be honest to the older generation. If you could get on there and play a video game, get paid to do it, you would have done it too. Yes. And they're figuring out how to do that. They, they are. And they're making not money. They're making a lot of money. Yes. You know, you're talking about your kids going and getting a job. Right. And they're working right there in the room on a computer. Right. And getting paid some big time money. Yes. So. So I agree. We've given them, we've given them a bad rap a lot of they times. Don't, they don't know. We live in a world of the fatherless. And so we got students who, who they live with a mom or they live with a dad. Or they live with a grandparent, yeah. or they live with an aunt or an uncle, yeah. Or um, some of them, there are. I'd say at least 20, 20, 15, 20 percent of the students in your town they don't have an they don't have their own bed to sleep in at night. Wow, wow, wow. And so they're in their their whole life is like they're just it's like traveling out of a suitcase. Yeah. They they literally don't know who they are because they have no. We talked about we've talked about rhythms and and mm-hmm. and getting into rhythms. They don't have the rhythms that our kids have at home. Yeah, they are w- wondering. Yeah, and because of that wondering, they don't know who they are. Man, that's good. Is there another big issue uh, beyond identity that you feel like is is prevalent with kids? The bullying issue yeah. now. Um, you know, when I was a kid, if you got pushed around on the playground, that was a bully. Yeah. You know, if you got slapped around on the bus, you know, you were being bullied. Now, when it goes back to working with the mind, kids are bullying kids through text messaging, through wow. all yeah. kinds of stuff. That yeah. whole uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt oh, me no. is some of the dumbest nonsense right. in the world. Yeah. Uh, a bone will heal, but but the psychological scar tissue from being bullied verbally. Right. Uh, being bullied online could last a lifetime. Yeah, and 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 Hollywood doesn't make it any better because they're throwing shows out there, you know, that are 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 geared around suicide. Yeah, and they're and they're and they're glamorizing it for for students if they're having a hard time. Well, you could just go end your life and it would end. Yeah, or and and they and they Hollywood it up. You know, yeah. you could leave a legacy. You know. By doing this, and and they glamorize it. Yeah. But uh, I've dealt with with students that I knew who took their own life, and there is not one thing is glamorous about it. Oh, absolutely not. And so they just they be, they believe these lies that are that are fed to them. Yeah. And uh, and they're just in constant torment. The kids are saying this. They're telling you who you are. You know, they're being abused at home. They're you know they don't they don't have any consistency in their life yeah. and they're just being thrown here and there. Um, you referenced the texting, the social media. I, I mean, I don't know if you want to speak to that because it's a different era. I mean, it, trying to parent yeah. in this era is different. Trying to youth pastor and mm-hmm. kids pastor in this era is different. 
because of the accessibility. I, I mean, I don't know if you have any thoughts on how that's affecting students in basically a, an unseen world, right. you know, where, where they kind of have this private Any, life. Well, anything they want to know, they can know it. Yeah. And anything they put out there on their phone is public. Yeah. There, there's literally almost seems to be no privacy privacy in this day and time. And I'm so glad that when we were coming up, we didn't have cell phones like this. My gosh. Right. I would There's no doubt I'd have done dumb stuff that would have come I mean, up, dumb, and I'd be getting canceled right now. Dumb, so. dumb things. Right. Um, but, but yes, it, it, it uh, um, they know way more than they need to. They're knowing way, way too much before they're ready. They're ready for it. Yeah, and they don't have all the filters to process right. it. And that right. messes with identity. Right. Uh, that creates a platform for bullying, and you end up with a lot of kids that are hurting. I, I've said this, and then we're going to shift into some practicals. Um, but I, I preach to students a lot, just like you. And I have a deep compassion for students because you take the typical 15-year-old and much of what their life is was simply inherited. Right. They didn't choose where they lived. They don't They don't get to choose their financial status or really have any influence on whether their family has money or not. They had no choice of their parents, and they had no choice to be born to parents that are either healthy and vibrant and great or parents with major issues. So you take your typical 15-year-old, and they're just playing the hand they're dealt. And if right. they're a mess, it's typically because the world around them is a mess and I don't know how you could ever look at a teenager with um, and, and turn your nose up or be annoyed or be critical because every one of us, when we were 15, we were a product of our environment. Absolutely. You know, certainly we had made a few decisions along the way, and sometimes 15-year-olds make terrible decisions, but why did they make them? Right. What, what environment led them? So you're looking at a group of people that have very little control over what their life has been to this yeah. point. And they're just trying to figure out what in the world to do with the hand they've been dealt. So I don't know as a local church how you couldn't be deeply moved to compassion. I mean, all the more if you're talking about children, seven-year-old, nine-year-old, yeah. deeply moved to compassion over what they are experiencing. Now, plenty of kids have great home lives, right? but a whole lot of them have rough situations you know i've heard the older generation and, and 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 this isn't a, a knock but i've heard things like well you don't know what pressure is or you don't know what mm -hmm. you don't know what um what stress is no they, they know what plenty of stress is kids are facing it at seven and eight nine yeah things that we faced at 17 18 and 19 well, then I don't know that there's much more pressure than things being completely out right. of your control. Out of your control. I mean, you're at that age. Yeah. You already don't know who you are. Right. But you're being told how to do everything, when to do it, mm -hmm. and where to do it. Um, when The need is clear. Yeah. So what are some easy ways a church or a youth ministry, a kids ministry, can get involved in their schools? Well, the, the the first thing you need to you need to find out is when you go when you go try to get involved and a lot of you probably already have teachers or administrators that are in your congregations yeah you know most churches that I go to when I get done speaking I'll have a teacher come up to me and they'll say hey I teach over here at the middle school or I I'll teach over here at the high school well automatically you got a connection right so you you find your you find your connections or and most pastors are involved you know going to community meetings mm -hmm. or 
or whatnot. They're on the list of churches that get contacted when things happen. And so relationships are a big thing. But when you go, when you finally do get an opportunity to meet with a principal or talk with one, um, you can just get up there and go to the school. But the first thing we make a mistake is we, we start telling them, you know, what we are and what we're about. You need to find out who they are and wow. what they're about. The that first thing good. you need to find out is the need. You're here to serve. You are here to serve as them. As cliche as it is. What is, you go to them, you say, I'm so-and-so from the church, and what do you need? Come on. That's good. Because if you will serve them and, and provide and help them with their needs, uh-huh. they will give you the keys to that school. You gain favor. And you can do whatever you want to. That's good, man. I mean, just a first simple step. Find just a connection. And find the and, need. And find the need. Find the need. And do what you can to meet the need. They don't care if you have 100 kids in your youth group. And don't feel compelled to put your logo all over yeah, it. Yeah, they don't, they don't, you don't have to put the church. I mean, what is the need? Well, our flower beds are yeah. not that good. Well, guess what? You've got some students that go to school there. Yeah. And here's what's going to happen. If you'll let me, I'll pull up this afternoon with a truck full of mulch. Right. And when the students that are, when they get out of school, we'll get the students to get out there and we'll get those flower beds straightened up. Right. Well, all of a sudden, you've, You've provided a service for their need. Yeah. You've helped them with it. But all of a sudden, they're out there while you're meeting the need, and they're connecting with the students in your youth ministry. And all of a sudden, not only do you have the keys to the school, but your students, Yeah, there's been favor created because those students were there. So I, I think it's very interesting <laughs> that you chose the flower bed thing right. because it leads me to this thought of, like, even if it's not the need you want to meet. Right. You meet the need that they have communicated. A lot of times we come into these scenarios with the idea of like, this is what we want to do. Right. But they're over saying, we need the flower beds done. And you're thinking, that's not that significant. What's the big deal? I, I would just take a step back and say, <laughs> do you do the flower beds at your home? Do you it do, you do the big, flower beds at your church? It is a big deal. Yeah. That is a big Big well, it helps with morale. When, yeah, what you you we can't try to decide what's most important. You've made that place better. Yeah, yeah, and and the biggest thing is you've listened. Yes, you've heard. You've not put a demand right. on them. You have you have come alongside. That's well. Good. Another another way is is um you know maybe you know uh, a teacher appreciation Sunday. Yeah, where your church. Literally, not only opens it up to every teacher in the community, but you have some gifts. And when I say gifts, I mean you've put some time, effort, and money yeah, in it. Yeah. And, um, you know, these teachers, and, and, and I'm getting this because Brittany, she's, at, she's working at schools. They have a list of things they need every year. Yeah. And they don't get paid a whole bunch of extra money to get those things. If they need it for their classroom, they have to provide it themselves. Right. Yeah, in and some I, school systems, teachers are paying out of pocket to create an environment for the kids of your community. And they don't get paid enough safe. anyway. No. That's and so, a whole nother, a whole yeah. nother story. And so you bring them in, you give them a good lunch. Yeah. But you shower them where they don't have to come out of their pocket. Yeah. You give them gift cards. Yeah. You do whatever you want to. And I'm just going to tell you this. When it comes time for you wanting to do some outreach ministry in that school, 
they're going to say, hey, they, that's the guy from the church yeah. that gave us that gift card. I was able to take my family out to dinner right. because you gave that gift card. So just on on that same uh, path, you're looking at a youth pastor because a lot of the sure a lot of that tends to be where youth alive focuses mm-hmm. more. Although our kids ministries and elementary schools need right. ministry too. Uh, but uh, could you give a youth pastor or a youth leader some insight on how to engage their kids in the school, uh, whether that's a campus club or just any way, shape, form, or fashion? Well, I think a campus club is most most. Most youth pastors will have a a kid in their youth ministry that they think that they that that's wanting mm-hmm. that's wanting to do more. It's mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, I've I've had enough experience here that I really want to rent win my friends. How yeah, can yeah. I win my friends?" When students are coming up to you and they're saying, "How can I win?" Those are the ones you run the hardest with. Yeah, and um and so just some practical ways is is uh you know I love altar moments. Yeah, and 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 so. When I get one on one with a with a student in an altar or somebody, they're they're open. Yeah, they're open to receive. Those are the moments that the youth pastor, uh, where you go ahead and start planting those good seeds wow. in there in in them, saying, you know what, God's God's moving right now, isn't He? It's time for you to go. Yeah, win your school. Right. It's time for you to go win your friends. Yeah. And so there's ways you can do that. Just practically, if you want to start a club. Um, people say, is that hard? It's really not. Right. Uh, Youth Live USA, if you'll go to that site, it'll give you step by step. But basically what a student needs to do is is they find uh, a few other students who would like to do the club with them. They find a teacher sponsor, somebody that's willing to open up their classroom. Yeah. Or maybe a PE coach. He can open up the gym. Or maybe a band director. He can open up the band room. And uh, and 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 have them sign off of it. And literally, you go to your principal and you say, "Can I do this?" Yeah. And most of the time, the principal cannot tell you no. Okay. So it's a it's a it's a really easy way for you to do that. If they for some reason tell you no, uh, you know, students can show up early for school, just fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah. Or or stay after school, or they could, you know, um, where there's a will, there's a way. There's a where there's a will, there's a way. There, there's um, and I'm getting I'm getting really really ahead of myself, but um, you know, we've had students who uh, um, like I said, they they were part of an SCA club or yeah. or, or something like that. They're already leading the club. Yeah, you know, uh, for a youth pastor, uh, you need to get involved with these ministries that allow you legally to be on the campus. Right. If you come come in as a character coach with FCA, they let you they let you come to the campus before and after school. Yeah. And you have an opportunity to actually talk about the things of God right there on the campus. Very cool. And so um, that's a that's a way for you to get involved. Um, what are the questions that you have for me well, concerning that? Just that that was pretty much it. Just just practical ways, and I would just encourage anybody that's watching or listening to this to connect with you, find you on social media, yeah. find your phone number, whatever, because you are full of just really quick, easy, practical things that kids yeah. can do to become an influence for the kingdom of God in their school. I mean, we have students that are reading their Bible at lunch. Yeah, just simple stuff. Just little things like actually having a carrying a Bible in, and when you get done with your lunch, like. 
I'm going to tell you right now, I, I remember uh, seeing, a, seeing a student that I went to high school with that opened up their Bible at lunch one time. Yeah. And as chaotic as the lunchroom was, I mean, it was like right. a zoo in that place. Right. I remember looking across the lunchroom and this, and this kid opening up their Bible and there was something that happened when that when he literally opened up that Bible. Wow. It was like all the chaos in the lunchroom stopped, and yeah. everybody zoned in on that kid. Now they might have thought he was weird, yeah, and they might might have been thinking, "What are they doing?" But I'm gonna tell you, sitting here, I never forgot it. Right. There was something about it. That's awesome. And uh, and so that that's a you know we're in a in a place where kids want to be so so different yeah. that they look like everybody else if you want if a student wants to be different like follow Jesus well follow Jesus well like so uh you know you alluded to this and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because I got one more area of yeah. questions I want to ask you but but you have alluded to the pastoring your school mm-hmm. and man if a kid saw themselves as a pastor like I'm here to be full of compassion, yeah, encouragement and kindness. I mean, just that little shift of I'm an encourager, I'm compassionate, I'm kind, and right. that's who I am in this school. I mean, what kind of difference could yeah. a kid getting that make? Yeah, I mean, I see it every every year at camp, and and these and these students are saying, "Man, God's calling me. What can I do?" You know, um, the, the school is the is the best place is the best place to start. Yeah. Um, get started now. Well, let me let me pull back and and take you down one more path. And before we bring this to a conclusion, um, I know that you have done a few school assemblies. Yep. Uh, I personally believe that over time you are going to become a very sought after school assembly speaker, and we're going to see that happen here in Tennessee and with the TYM family. Right. You know, first. Um, but when you go in to do a school assembly. Yeah. We understand there's kind of, there's certain uh there's certain, guidelines. Yeah, there's certain language you can't use, there's certain topics you can't fully dive into. So what's your objective on doing a school assembly and then maybe just talk about the Holy Spirit resting on you. Right. Even though you can't say the things that you would right. normally say in a church setting, but there is one who rests on you. So just talk right. about your objective and the Holy Spirit. Well, uh, my objective when I go into a school is is I want to say something today that's going to trigger a student to want to keep living. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. I want these kids to know that there is hope out there for them. Yeah. I can't, you just really have to be there, but there's just something about when you go into a gymnasium and you see kids start walking in through the door Mm -hmm. as they just begin to to feel the gym. Yeah. And you have some that are dressed well, some that aren't dressed well at all, some whose hair is combed. Some whose hair's a mess. Yeah. Some that are upset with a you can just physically see it. They they're upset. They're mad at the world. All walks of life. You can look you can look at them, and and see that. But from the time they come into that gym, to when you take the microphone, to when you talk, what you say isn't a lot different than a, what you would preach. Yeah. You're not saying Jesus and Lord. Yeah. And those things, but. You are you are telling a good news, yeah, and and a message of hope, right? And if they can find hope, they'll find Jesus eventually because He is the hope. That's good. And so, 
it's just there's just a heaviness in the world um when these kids come in i mean some of them some of them may have, may have wanted to end their life that day yeah you just don't you just don't never know um so in some ways you're there and you're just by your presence just for a brief moment in time wanting to shift the atmosphere around a kid just want to tell them that they're loved oh yeah yeah just 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 telling them their love because a lot of them have never heard that before adding value to them identifying their value and if he can do that if he did that for man if he did this for this big guy right here on this microphone yeah you know he could he could probably do it for me yeah you know and it and it's so incredible um you know we we you know most of the time when i if i do a school assembly it's because uh a church or somebody in that church brought brought me in but it's an opportunity for us. We can't talk about the Lord, but a lot of times I could have that person, that representative there with me. Yeah. And when I get done, I can say this hope that I'm talking about, you know. Yeah. This guy right here is at the church down the street. Yeah. And he'd like to talk. He'd like to have some more conversations with you. Yeah. About That's that. That's so it just opens the doors for, for the churches to, to, to take that baby and nurture it and, and to go forward with it. I think there's something important, and I, I don't think this is just for an assembly speaker. I think this is for a student that walks through the doors, a youth pastor that visits a school, that the Holy Spirit is resting upon you. And it's quite possible that there will be something different about your person. There will be something different on right. you that people perceive. Uh that people sense. I, I believe that we can live with that type of communion right. with the Holy Spirit. I, I would love to see students walk into school mindful, like seeking the Holy Spirit to rest on them so every room they walk into, the, the temperature changes. Yeah. You know, and in every conversation, there's hope dripping off their voice. I mean, and you would say that, I would pray that same thing and hope that same thing for you as an assembly speaker that whatever you're yeah. talking about, the the dove is on you. Oh yeah. And because the dove is on you, something leaps in them even though you're not necessarily given specific language now, to I it. believe the Holy Spirit has a way of communicating to those kids. Yes. This guy's a believer. Something. There's yeah. something different about this guy. Even if they don't even know what a believer is, and they know I, there's something And different. if I tell them a church brought me in, they automatically know this guy's a, yeah, this yeah. guy's a believer. Right. And so that opens the door for that. But when I it's so it's so crazy because the first assembly that I did <clears throat> it's almost like you're everything's frozen in time and I can see every face wow. of the students in those seats. And some of them most all of them were holding on to your every word, but tears would just be flowing yeah. through people's faces. And it looked a lot like those camp experiences Come on. when kids find it for the first time. Because you, even if you don't say Jesus, <laughs> like Jesus, you can put your finger on their hurts. You can, you can touch the places they've kept hidden. Right. And, and bring them to a place of brokenness and then wholeness. Well, we need to bring this to a conclusion, but any final thoughts or words you'd like to share uh, just that maybe you didn't get to say before we finish up? 
the more you the more you show up and the more you do, the more opportunity you will have. Yeah. And even if you don't get in today, if you'll keep trying, you may get in tomorrow. Yeah. But find the needs and meet those needs until they trust you enough. Yeah. To give you more responsibilities. Right. If 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 you love them, they'll trust you and if they trust you they'll listen to you and if you if you can get their ear they'll give you they'll give you the keys to the community yeah and uh and and you will grow and i'm not just talking about numerically i'm talking about your town yes will be different for the better yes for the days and weeks to come and that's every pastor and church's heart yes so so maybe i would say it like this if you're going to do youth alive mm mm-hmm. Or if you're just going to be a local church that's investing in your schools, you have you are playing the long game. Right. Two layers: the long game relationally of I'm just going to keep over time earning their trust. Yes. And then the long game in the culture of your community. I'm investing in young people now, believing that the atmosphere of our community in the future will be affected by what we're yep. doing now. So it's a long game endeavor. It is. It ain't a short timer game. It's not. It it it's not for those that that don't have a heart for the community right. and the city. It may take you a decade. Yeah. Well, thank you for just sharing your heart. Thank you for the practicals. TYM family, y'all y'all know Brooks. Uh I just wanted you to hear him a little uh, more thoroughly, and he'll be preaching in your youth ministries. He'll be preaching in your church. You'll see him. You'll interact with him. And so I hope this didn't come across as too formal. No. Uh, but I wanted I wanted just a focused time to talk about Youth Alive. So, again, this is the TYM Influencers Podcast. Follow us on all the social media pieces. Keep your eye out for new episodes as we work to give voice to people who are influencers in TYM and we work to raise up influencers for the kingdom of God.